0: Bokr we are in Sefer Yoshua, last chapter, chapter 24, when we're on the 8th Pasuk. And we are in Yoshua's speech, the final speech, in which he goes through the history of the people, thus motivating the people and reminding them of how good God has been to them and how far they've come, so that they realize how blessed they are in their current situation. And that they should continue to remain motivated in their service of God. That's the point of the speech. Um, the speech is going to conclude with a with another covenant, as done by a book of the Torah, and with a stone that will be erected, a monument that will be erected. This is happening where specifically?
1: We said this one is Shechem.
0: This one is Shechem. Good. And what we did say at the beginning, when we first uh, opened this this chapter. That he, he did it before God. And we said, what does it mean before God? And they oh, stood before the God. That they brought the Aaron here. They brought it to Shechem for the sake of this, making this covenant. So that's the, the Why key. Why
1: they move it and not just bring everyone to where it was?
0: There seems to be some significance to Shechem, which we're going to analyze by the end of the chapter. Specific significance to Shechem Okay Pasuk Chet Eighth pasuk Then after I saved you from the Egyptians I brought you to the land of the Amorites That dwell on the eastern side of the Jordan River And they did battle against you I gave them in your hands You conquered their land And I destroyed them from, from your faces From in front of you and then Balak, son of Sipor, king of Moab, came and he fought against Israel. How did you fight against Israel? How did Balak fight against Israel? By bringing Bil'am, son of Beor, to curse you. But I did not want to listen. To, I did not agree to listen to Bil'am. And he blessed you instead. And I saved you from his hands
1: This is literally Hashem speaking through Yahushua Or this is Yahushua saying This is what Hashem said Because it sounds very It sounds very like I did this, I did this, I did this And I know Moshe was the same way When he was speaking to him But he was
0: literally I mean this is Yahushua It seems like I like what you're saying It seems like Yahushua is quoting verbatim What God told him To tell the people And then you cross the Jordan River. And you came to Yericho, And now we should be familiar with the story from here on in. Uh, not that we're not familiar with the previous things that occurred actually in the Torah, but, but from our studies of Yericho, This is where Yoshua begins. You cross the Jordan River and you came to Yericho. And the, the leaders of Yericho, or the, the, the top people in Yericho, they did battle against Yuha Amori all of these different nations, I gave them in your hands. Now where did we see that all of these nations were in Yericho? And when did Yericho do battle against us? I thought it was like a kind of...
1: It's not that they were, it was once the Jewish people started going around Yericho, the five kings or whatever came down.
0: Wow. Exactly So the Rydak says Let me, let me show you here uh, So I'll read it for you We have not seen that Yiricho These people did battle with them It says that was closed up So what could be the answer? Maybe the elders or the great people I mean the leaders of the city left to the other kingdoms to warn them. And then while these leaders had left Yiricho, Yiricho was conquered. And they were with the kings. Remember the kings of the south and the north that had gathered against Yoshua to fight. They were included in that group. So it seems like there's another Midrash that says that all of the major uh, kingdoms in Israel they all had like a timeshare of Yiricho. They all had a portion of Yiricho. Meaning Yiricho was like
1: the capital of the,
0: capital of, of the entire Canaan of all of the united Canaanite tribes, and then each tribe had a portion of it. So if you're going to accept that explanation, that midrash, then when it says, and Yiricho did battle against you, meaning that all these nations in Yiricho did battle against you, it means the, because Yiricho represented all of them. Or, and another interpretation is that the elders or leaders of Yericho that were represented by all these nations they left Yericho before the battle to warn people. And while Yericho gets a uh, thing, they were the ones, it gets conquered, they were the ones responsible for later setting up the battles of the kings in the north and in the south, which we studied. Uh, then I sent before you the hornets. And they chased them away from you what's this idea of the hornets? So the Midrash says that the, it, we didn't, it wasn't explicit in the text Remember we did have hailstorms? Yes. So I have a feeling Hornets is just the Torah's way Of saying And I did battle for you Without you being directly involved Meaning God pl- pulled strings and, and he probably did send hornets we, we, didn't, we, don't, uh, we don't have it explicitly in the text Probably did send them but
1: well, why
0: would it now be Why would it now be telling about us about the hornets It does, Because in the Torah it also says That I'm going to send the, the hornets before you To help you conquer the, the land of Israel So Yeshua is trying to emphasize That God had kept his word When he sent the hornets Now why doesn't it tell us when why didn't It, tell us it could be happened? that It could be that hornets is a metaphor for For anything In which you're not partaking directly in battle That could be an answer I'm not sure It's a good question uh, I sent before you the, the hornets And they chased away from before you The two Amorite kings Not with your sword And not with your bow um, Why is it going back To the two Amorite kings That were on the eastern side Of the Jordan River It's saying It's saying uh, Like this The Radak explains it perfectly It says Meaning it's not It's not just It's not also those. It's also those two. Meaning, you came into Israel and I sent you hornets. And by the way, these hornets were there from the very beginning. From the Emori kings on the eastern side of the Jordan River all the way until the main kings in Canaan in, in proper. I gave you guys a land that you did not toil on and cities that you did not build and you dwelt in them. You had vineyards and and uh, and, um, and Olive trees that you did not plant You're eating from them So we never think of this But the benefit of going into a, a, uh, a society In which the cities are already built And they're just inhabiting those cities That are pre-built Saves you a lot of work You know you go And there are already vineyards And fields everywhere It's great You just go and continue the work You don't have to start from scratch One of the difficulties With the founding of, of Israel Was starting from scratch Because a lot of it was swampland That they had to drain It was not, not simple Okay now fear God and serve Him With, with um, complete devotion And with, with truth and with conviction And remove the gods that your fathers Which fathers? Remove the gods that your father served in the eastern, on the, No, it's referring more to like Terach, Abraham's father And the Jewish people in Egypt that they served when they were on the eastern half of the Euphrates and B'Mitzrayim and while they were in Egypt, they do it Adonai remove those gods and serve Adonai, remove God and serve God Himself.
1: Yeah. What does that mean, remove those gods? There's no like, as you're reading through the Torah, there's no they, assumption
0: that people are doing Abu right yeah. now.
1: It's a good point. They're, they're making the assumption that it was still happening. No, no so Because why, why There's the one time?
0: The Radak says Because uh, It could be referring To the spoils of war And the idols That they found Amongst the spoils of war What Meaning Those things are valuable Right So the Jewish people Would take it They would take so it for, valuable, for, Because of the they're value, value. They're gold They could be sold For the gold And melted for the gold That's in them Right okay. So Yoshua. So the people Were taking those things For the value So they could sell it Maybe burn it And use the money And Yeshua would say to them Just get rid of it altogether Because these are going to be a stumbling block later Now, is there an assumption that the people are doing Abu Dazara now? I doubt it But does it mean that they did not have in their possession Items of Abu Dazara? They definitely did Because they just conquered an entire land of Israel
1: So so why is melting the gold considered bad? Like, why is that in this situation? Oh, oh, I don't know, I
0: don't know I, I don't know Meaning I just assume that they would melt it and sell it. Maybe they just sold it whole. I don't know what how they would do it. But
1: where's the negative of that? You're getting money here, take
0: it. it. Where's the negative? The negative is if I leave if you don't get rid of these now while you're inspired, and then you leave it in your house for a week, next week, by the time you get around to trying to sell it, you're not going to be as inspired and you may end up doing Abu zara. So while everybody's inspired and we're learning about Jewish history now and everybody's motivated, let's get rid of all of the Abu zara that we can. Okay? And if it's really bad in your eyes to serve God Then pick today who you want to serve If you want to serve the other gods That your forefathers in Egypt And in the Euphrates served You could serve them Or maybe you want to serve the Amorite king's gods The Amorite people's gods Serve them but Me, Joshua says Me and my household We're going to be serving Hashem Whoever wants to do their own thing You can do their own thing I'm going to be serving Hashem Now that's like social influence You know yeah. The most respected man in society Is like Okay you guys do what you want I'm, I'm serving Hashem I don't know I don't care what you do
1: So This is actually Goes back to my Question from before When he was speaking Like this is what God said When did that switch When did it go from quoting verbatim
0: to talking? Wow. I think it's uh, Pasuk, the 14th Pasuk. Good catch. Yeah, I'll read you from 13 to 14 so you see the switch. I have given you the land that you did not work hard for, the cities that you did not build, and you dwelt in them. You had uh, vineyards and olives that you did not plant. You are eating. Now serve God and and worship Him.
1: Yeah, but. I have given you the land. I have
0: given you land was God.
1: That was in Pasuk are we, 13. Are we sure? Because Yoshua literally was the Yes, because the previous
0: verses, and I sent before you the hornets. I, see. I sent before you the hornets, and then I gave you the land. And then Yoshua turns in Pasuk 14 and says, Now serve God, worship God. So that's where the, the switch happens. Now I and my household will be serving God. You could do whatever you want. Pasuk Tedvel. So the people answer and they say, far be it from us to leave God to serve other gods for Adonai our God who, he is the one who take, took us out of Egypt and our forefathers from, from Egypt from the house of bondage and he did before us these amazing signs and he guarded us the whole time that we were traveling and amongst all the nations that we passed through them God got rid of, he chased out all of the nations and the Amorites that were in the land from before us. And we also will serve God because he is our God. I mean, not only you, Yoshua, we also want to serve God. So now the people commit to it themselves as well.
1: The leaders, not
0: the Probably because the people are 3 million people. You, 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 uh, the leaders represent the people. So
1: did anybody take the deal? Take what deal? Like Go serve another God? Yeah.
0: No, it was a rhetorical device. Yoshua didn't mean to say you actually have that as an option. It wasn't an option. Okay, every, everybody was, was, is in unison over here. He says, no, you guys don't have it in you to serve God. Because God is a, is a sanctified God. And He's a jealous God. He's not going to forgive your iniquity and your sinfulness. When you run, when you leave God and you start serving other gods, know that He is going to come back and He is going to hurt you and He is going to destroy you. After He has done good to you, meaning the same way He has done good to you, He can very well destroy you. So I don't know. It doesn't seem like you have it in you to serve God because the second you sin, know there are going to be consequences. We know there are going to be consequences And it doesn't matter For we will serve God Pasu kafbet Okay so the people So Yeshua goads them one last time He's talking smack to them Yeah Saying oh no you don't have it in you You don't have it in you And people say no no we do No you're going If you sin God is going to punish you now And he says don't worry We still want to serve God Pasu kafbet Yeah
1: When someone of his stature Says something like this It's not nebuah in some way
0: Saying, no, you don't have it in you even if it's, goading, it's putting that out there it's a good point it's a good point I don't I don't want to address it because we need to get uh, okay. seven more verses <inaudible> Joshua says to the people you are now witnesses for you have chosen for yourselves Adonai to serve him and they said Edim <inaudible> they said we testify we are witnesses we are witnesses here and i remove the foreign gods that are amongst you and turn your hearts to God, the God of Israel. They said to Yoshua, we will serve God and we will listen to His voice. Yeshua made a covenant on that day with the, with the people. Uh, and He established a, an eternal law and coven- and and principle in Shechem, whatever that means. Okay, meaning he made something permanent in this covenant. Yeshua wrote these words in the book of the Torah of God. and Then he takes a big stone. He took a big stone. And he puts the stone under the tree that was in Mikdash Adonai. That was in the sanctuary of God. What sanctuary are you referring to? Apparently, when they brought the Aaron, they had to house it in a tent and that tent was called the sanctuary of God okay and there was a tree by that sanctuary and under that tree there was a stone that Joshua put and that was the stone of the covenant why use a stone because a stone is everlasting and represents the fact that this stone was here when we made the covenant and it will be here in 2000 years as testimony to the fact that the covenant was made that's why stones are so good we when it comes know
1: to where covenant this stone is.
0: no the only thing is there is an insanely interesting reference to Tachat Ha'Allah Shechem, because when Yaakov Avinu first came into the land of Israel, he first stopped in Shechem, and he also told his family to remove their gods, and he buried them under the tree that was in Shechem. So yoshua is saying the same. And and by the way, yoshua is commanding the same exact thing to the people now to remove your gods. The Yaakov commanded. To his own family when they first came, so there's some reenactment of Jewish history going on in this process, which is uh, very, very interesting and deep. Okay, Pasuk Kaf Zayin Vayomer Yeshua Lakol Ha'Am Yoshe'ut Yoshe'ut Sef to the people. Hinei Aib Nazot Iye Le'Eda. This stone will be for us a witness. ki hi Aiet kol Mirad Onay For this stone has heard all of the words of God. Asher DiBeri Manu That He said to us. Vayitab Vachem Le'Eda Pentek Chachashun Belu Echem. And this will be for you a testimony. That uh, so that you should not uh, reject or or deny your God. By shalach Yeshua and then Yeshua sent the people. After establishing his covenant, he sent the people back to their uh, uh, specific portions. Okay, the, uh, and that's really the the conclusion of the final covenant. The last piece of Yeshua, which we'll do on Monday, besor Hashem, is like bookkeeping. It's um, it's it's uh, just like. Uh, uh, some bookkeeping of Yehoshua's life. There's going to be some burial of some other key figures. Uh-huh. And B'Azhar Hashem will do that on Monday. Baruch Adonai l-Bam. Amen v-a-men. Amen. V-a-men.